This is the Tribune Audio Network. This episode of Eat It Virginia is brought to you by your locally owned and operated McDonald's restaurants. National First Responders Day is October 28th. Show your first responder ID for a free sandwich. Richmond is a city that accepts people for who you are. The food brings people together. There's so many different types. So I knew that this was my home, and this is where I wanted to raise my son, and this is where I wanted to create my dream. It's Monday, June 17th, episode 10. We have Sarah Beth from SB's Lakeside Love Shack, more canned wine with cyclists this time, and should restaurant owners be on Facebook? Hop in our Chrysler. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It Virginia. I'm your host, Scott Wise, along with my good friend and co-host, Roby Martin. Roby, how was your Father's Day? You know what? It was really lovely. Really, really lovely. My parents are actually just back from Las Vegas. Like, they just got back Saturday night. So Dad, I think, really enjoyed his relaxing by the pool little situation. Excellent. How was yours, old Dad? Well, you know, I made my kids dinner. I made my kids breakfast. I made my kids. It's just another day in paradise. <laughs> Awesome. Well, happy belated Father's Day to you. I appreciate that. You know, you dropped a big bomb on WTVR.com this week. You dropped your June hot list, which is when you named the hottest restaurants in town. The newest hottest restaurants in town, because we got a lot of old hot restaurants, too. I want to make sure I'm specific about that. Have you been to any of them? I have. Coco and Hazel, which is, I think, a two-time uh, nominee it's, on the hot list. It is. It's repeating. People are standing in line for cake on top of ice cream. Wouldn't is you? Is that a novel idea? Have you been yet? I have been, and it's amazing. It is amazing. The milkshakes are phenomenal. We have we have pictures of them on our social media if you want to look at them. They're, it's milkshake plus. It is. It's plus, plus, plus. I think the first time we went, my kids had the one with two lollipops and candy and cotton candy sticking out of it. It's no sleep for you. The second day was like a birthday cake. They couldn't even finish it. Two they went two back children. to back days? Oh, well, no, no. no oh. I, was like, I was like, we need to talk about your parenting. <laughs> yeah, well, that might be, but not, <laughs> not because of this. Two children, you know, middle school age. Sure. Like not like little infants. You don't know how old your children are? I do, but okay. you know. Middle school age, he asks as a question. I'm trying to be vague because, you know, I don't know who's listening to this podcast. You're right. You know. So it just, it the Lindbergh baby situations. Eight, I don't want any of that. Fourth grade to yeah. eighth grade, just that, that kid. The point I'm making is they're not infants. <laughs> they couldn't finish one milkshake. But you got them too. No. <laughs> All right, let's rewind. We went two different days, one milkshake each day, not back to back days. And they couldn't finish them. So, guys, if you're looking for Scott, he's not there two consecutive days with his middle school aged question mark children. What other restaurants made your list this month? So, Adar is back on there for a three peat. And if you haven't been there, man, oh man, Randall Dutzer is doing some fun things. You were telling me it's it's becoming maybe top three. It is hot restaurants in town. Great, it's hard to get in. You need to call early and call often. That's in the old Rogue spot in Jackson Ward. It is. It sure is. And then, so we have. We had a kind of a restaurant move from New Orleans to Richmond, which is neat. Has the seriously some of the best chicken wings I've ever put in my face. Tell me and the listeners what makes them so great. I, well, I, first of all, what's the name of it? We have Manchu. Said Manchu. And it used I, to be a food truck. It did. It town. was a food truck here. It was an actual physical brick and mortar in New Orleans, or still a brick and mortar. So they have moved into the north side. It's totally takeout, but the wings are. I can't even, sticky garlic, 
I, I don't know. I don't understand it. They're like beautifully fried. They're like crazy tender in the inside. It's I, there's it's only takeout. Only takeout. Wow. Yeah, you just sit in your car and eat them anyway. I guess so. What else? What else is on your list? Uh, Bateau. How? When was the last time you were at the Canal Walk? It's been a little bit. I went down to the Casa del Barco restaurant a few weeks ago. But Did you know you could take a boat down the canal? Oh yeah. Yeah, so you should boat down the canal and then go to Bateau, which actually is an homage to the Bateau men that used to come up and down the James River and get some coffee and wine and small stacks. The restaurant is pretty, like so pretty. They serve wine and coffee? Wine. I know, two great things, wine and coffee. You want to know who we have right now with us with wine? I wonder if he also drinks coffee. It's got to be Booth. It's always Booth. So Booth, I'd like to talk about Scott for a second. My favorite topic. Uh, yes. Mine too. <laughs> As a sommelier, how do you feel about Scott? No, Scott likes to bike ride. He's a big bike rider. Did oh you yeah. know this? Yeah, I heard you. We call it cycling. That's right. We call it cycling. Uh, well, I'm sorry, pro. It does sound Scott's more serious cycler. that way. Bike riding does not sound serious. My kids no. bike ride. They well, cycle. When I tell you what, from the non-pro over here, I bike ride and barely. Like, and I actually don't know how you can do this. But he is a cycler. Cyclist. Cyclist. I don't know. I don't know. Clearly. He's a cyclist. He's a bicyclist. No, that's not any other. Bicyclist. You have two wheels. That's one way to say it. He's a cyclist. And I want to know what he can drink and cycle with. Yeah. So that doesn't can sound you drink very safe. I heard that you also can drink and... Can you drink and cycle? Do you drink and cycle? No. I think that's illegal. I mean, I don't think well, Do you so. carry a backpack and then stop and drink? I put water in said backpack because... I sweat a lot when I ride. Okay, so for 40, other 50, cyclists, miles. if they would like to put a backpack that does not have, we shouldn't condone cycling and. Okay, so if you're not, we're doing like what if you're standing cruises? next to your bike? Yes. Can, can, can you have something that's in your backpack? <laughs> oh, you have a bicycle and <laughs> yes. you want to drink. Yes. Or, or maybe you're cycling to a destination, you're drinking, and then you're getting a ride back in someone's car. Oh, that, you know what? Screw the cycling. Nobody yeah. cares about Scott. Tell me about this one. <laughs> um, you make me feel so good about myself. If you have a fanny pack. <laughs> My favorite way to carry alcohol. Uh, do you have a fanny pack? I'm, I have, yeah, I have a lot. And this alcohol's in it. I have one for every outfit, um, every awesome. cycling costume. I think it's called. Um, so cans are a great way to... Costume? I don't know. Isn't that what <laughs> oh it's called? It's, it's, it's a bike uniform. It's a bike the, rider the costume. Cycle, the Richmond cycling... Yeah, because I'm not biking. I'm not cycling. The Richmond right cycling community is it's Halloween. Hard, it's hardcore. And they're going to come down on you both yes, the with the vengeance Okay, of, so you know what? Non-pro cyclers would like to know what they're drinking while standing next to their What's bike. in the can, Booth? What's in the can? <laughs> the, uh, Wait, that's another pig butt. Jeez. It is another pig Let butt. Talk. Yeah, this is my favorite canned brand. Um, this is uh, another Scarpetta wine, the Master Sommelier owned brand uh, from Boulder, Colorado. And this is a red sparkling wine. Uh, the type of sparkling wine is called Lambrusco. Uh, so they call it their Frico, uh, Frico Lambrusco. Uh, so this is from Emilia Romagna, which is kind of east of Tuscany. And uh, it's the home of Prosciutto de Parma. Uh, it's the home of uh, some other culinary delights uh, that go really well with, with um, uh, well, let's just say they're, they're sort of salty and rich foods that really need uh, some kind of scrubbing bubbles to clean your palate, but they can also ha hang with a little bit of tannin. Uh, so a red sparkling wine is going to have those like real clean, fresh flavors, but it also has just a little cut from tannin that'll uh, clean up the, the fat in the food. 
also we can find this at Barrel Thief? This is at Barrel Thief as well. Same price as um, our other canned sparkling wine. From last podcast. Sure. Yeah, Fair. so 14 bucks for the four-pack. How do you feel about putting this in your fanny pack as a cyclist, Scott? <laughs> How many fanny packs do you have? I'm done with you guys. <laughs> Next. Want more food in your ear? Subscribe to the podcast or find us on Twitter at Eat It Virginia, Instagram at Eat It Virginia, or Facebook at Eat It Virginia. And now, back to the show. Oh, would you look at this? I have, I'm going to butcher your last name, so let's just go with it now. It's Sarah Beth Hagen. Yeah, you rocked I did it. it. Yeah. Oh, yes. We have Sarah Beth Hagen with SB's Lakeside Love Shack. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I know that you like this musical reference, Scott. I, do, I love the reference, and I love the food, actually. Oh, I, you've been gushing about this restaurant since, since I don't I know, went. since it opened. Yeah, yeah. And yes. how long has that been? Since November of 2017, so about a year and a half now. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time for the spot that you're in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get all down in the first part of this, because um, we got good things to talk about. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, a year and a half in that little space... I mean, I guess you're going to be there forever now because you passed the year mark, right? (laughs) That's what they say. Um, Lakeside was, in my opinion, a hidden gem. And I had lived there forever and knew that it needed something. And I knew that if Lakeside was where I did it, it was going to happen and survive and flourish. Awesome. Tell me and everybody listening, if they just in case they don't know, first of all, SB's Lakeside Love Shack. Mm -hmm. And it is in Lakeside like across the street from where the farmer's market is, right? Yes. Okay. So it is officially 6935 Lakeside Avenue um, in the Hub Shopping Center, which was the first shopping center in Henrico uh, back in like 18-something. Um, really? Yeah. some history on so it's, I yeah, know. I love it's knowledge. It's pretty cool. Um, it used to be a grocery store. There was a pharmacy, all kinds of stuff in there. And now it has antique shops that are kind of uh, brings the nostalgic feel to it. And uh, I found this tiny little corner, and I wanted that little corner. Everyone's like, why don't you want right on the, on the street? Because I, I was opening with my own money, wanted to start slow, start small. You find me. I got, I got right. this. And it has turned into something amazing and big. And it, I'm glad we're back there. You know, so it's perfect. You got a big musical n- note Oh, I'm so punny. Running through this whole restaurant of yours. How did that come about? Let's talk menu. Let's talk oh, yeah. love so shack. Originally, um, trying to come up with a name was very difficult. Uh, looking online, things are taken. My name is Sarah Beth. I thought that was original. Oh, no. Sarah Beth <laughs> is copyrighted, and you better not use it, or their lawyers Aunt are Sarah's coming for Sarah's was you. taken already? Oh, all of it. Oh, yeah. Of course <laughs> Good question, so, Scott. <laughs> I love love. I'm a sucker for it. I love old people holding hands. I love young kids in puppy love. It's a beautiful thing. And that is really where it stemmed from. People are like, you should call it the love shack. You should call it the love shack. And I'm like, no, that's a little pornographic. It's a little, you know, who's going to know what it is? And then one day, as I was thinking about names, in the morning, uh, Love Shack, the song came on the radio. And I was like, that's it. That's it. It's exactly what I need. And this is what it's going to be. SB's Lakeside Love Shack. Lakeside because I wanted them to know that it's, I'm staying in Lakeside. It's my home. It's my community. I'm here for you. 
And that's what I wanted it to be around, is our community. So that's kind of like where it came from. And then it blossomed into this, you walk in and you immediately feel that love. You sit down and you taste the love in the food. And then you leave and you spread the love because you're <laughs> so happy. Like you come in grumpy, you're not leaving with a frown on your face. Actionable items. I yes. really dig that. <laughs> You've been in restaurants in Richmond, you and I were talking before we got here, um, for a little while. Oh, yeah. So as soon as I moved to Richmond uh, about 13 years ago, um, I got a job at Curbside Cafe on Robinson Street. Worked there for about seven years. They're amazing. Love them. Um, and then I jumped over to Pearlie's, uh, the new Pearlie's on Gray Street, which is awesome as well. And then I uh, wound up at Bell Cafe in Mechanicsville right before I opened the Love Shack. And all three places were family. They were home. They were amazing. They taught me so many things. Very different restaurants, different styles, but all single family owned or, you know, with maybe an investor or two, but very small owned and killing it in life. They just were awesome. And they treat you like family and they teach you from the bottom up. And it's all about work ethic and appreciating your employees and service service and food and that's what I wanted to take from all of those places and put into my own I was ready to say you know what it's my turn sure. guys and decided to do it and with all that knowledge and help and support from the people that I um, ma made relationships with from waiting on for so many years a lot of my regulars helped oh, um, or different um, owners and stuff just gave me equipment or just advice um, it was really cool. Oh, that well, I love the like inside of that from. restaurant. I think it looks lovely in there. I'm such a punny girl today. Uh, yes. I mean, really, what is going on? <laughs> Scott, you sent me a message about unicorn pancakes. So I'm not sure what month. I, you know what? It was right after Luke Perry passed away, RIP Luke Perry. And, uh, and we walked in with my, my, my two children, and the place was packed. It was like a Saturday morning, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, and I knew it was going to be crowded because people – that's one of the kind of warnings you get ahead of time. It's like, be prepared to wait, but it's worth the wait. Folks lining up outside just to get down. Uh, and that, that was <laughs> happening. Actually, we, I think it might have been snowing nice. that morning. We were actually inside. And uh, it's, very, it's a very cozy space. Uh, we were kind of on top of each other for a little bit, but everybody had a smile on their face. Everyone was very excited to be there. And we walked in and we saw the chalkboard menu that was Luke Perry themed that day, 90210 themed. And pretty much everything on that menu was mouthwatering and, and over the top crazy combinations of breakfast and dessert. My children did not want to leave, and I think they were up for probably 15, 16 hours that day on their <laughs> sugar high. Uh, unicorn pancakes was what my daughter got. So one of our staples... I gotta know, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, I yeah, need girl. to talk about what they... <laughs> you, I mean, all I got was unicorn pancakes. Yeah. What is that? What, what are the unicorn pancakes? So it is a rainbow-colored pancake uh, with sprinkles, and then we uh, whipped cream and unicorn glitter straight from the unicorn that we have in the back. Right. The mm -hmm. pet unicorn. We'll yes. talk about that off air because I feel like... I might go animal control might have an issue with that. <laughs> nah, <laughs> if she tells us Hopefully about it, she'll have tonight. to kill all of us. And there's a lot of people listening. <laughs> uh, yep, the, go. the other thing that was on the menu, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, was like biscuit... Biscuit French toast. Does that sound right? Oh, was that the cookie dough French oh. toast? Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> your face, you just almost you just everyone, melted in your chair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Almost everyone has had that night where you just sit down with a thing of cookie dough and you're eating it. We all love it. It's just a thing. And I'm like, 
oh man, I was craving cookie dough that day. And I said, let's stuff it in a biscuit and turn it into French toast. Here we go. Tried it. It was amazing. I thank you for that. So we he sold it to the people and it has been a big seller. You stuff it in a biscuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was amazing. I can't, my f- I don't even, I've got, n- I rarely am speechless. How did I not see this oh when I was gosh. at the menu? Oh my God. I, was that a rotating? <laughs> that was a special. So yeah. we have specials every week. We have a theme. Okay. Um, it's kind of with current events yeah, or even personal things that go on with my um, employees or anything because the people that come in, they know my employees. We, they've all been there since pretty much the beginning. I love them and my customers love them. They are the best service you could get. I preach that. Um, so people get it or they ask. It's a conversational piece and it's really fun. Um, I always did the chalkboards at everywhere I always worked and I was proud of that. I remember curbside has a big one yes. right there. Yeah. Yes. And so that was one of my big things when I was renovating the spot. I was like, I need the biggest chalkboard we can get. And that's my special board. That's my baby. I go in every Saturday at 530 a.m., turn the Alexa on by myself and I just go for it. You're the and artist. I love it. You're the artist yeah. behind it all? That's awesome. All the menu, so too? Good. Like, do you b- menu plan so along with the chalkboard? Yeah, our menu um, is a standard menu, but when we started, um, we opened on a thing called Holly Jolly, which is in Lakeside, the Christmas um, celebration where they shut down Lakeside Avenue and all the businesses come out and everybody rides the trolley and Santa comes and it's a big deal. So we said, this is the night we're going to open. Um, we sold our uh, cinnamon buns and our um, chili, our breakfast chili, because it was a cold, cold night. Oh yeah, girl! And these, are, these all these menu items. Just, it's like, it's like it's words like that make like sense, and then yeah. when you, you don't really hear them together, them together they yeah. make more they sense. Make delicious yes. sense. That's the concept. It's we take breakfast, we take lunch, brunch, and we put a little twist on it, yeah. make it fun, make it funky. Um, make it full of love too so you taste it you know it and you're like there's glitter on this oh yeah edible glitter is a thing glitter is a thing (laughs) it is totally a thing glitter on the mattress right yep exactly Um, so can we back up a little bit this is usually the question that Roby asks but I'm going to jump in I know but hold on she's not finished with Holly Jolly and breakfast chili you can back up and ask about where she's from and all the things and how she got to Richmond in a second Scott because that's what he's going to do oh yeah um so Holly Jolly that set our our, our thing. I was expecting, I had two employees. Um, I was expecting a few people trickling in, finding out what it was. There was hundreds of people coming in that night. We sold $5 buns, $5 chilies, and like hot cider, cocoa, and coffee. It was crazy. That was the beginning. The first weekend we were open, we had three items on the menu. Next weekend, five. Next weekend, seven. We added, it was slow and steady. We add a table here and there to our patio. We'd add a table here and there to make sure our kitchen could keep up, make sure that the customer service was I not I think this lacking. is brilliant. I actually think, and I don't hear a lot of restaurants open like this, and, it, and as you were walking through your step-by-step, mm-hmm. I really think that's brilliant. You don't over-order your products. Right. You don't get in over your head where the people are like, oh, I had such a bad time. No, we're going to talk to you. We're going to have a good time. We're going to tell you if we run out of something because... You know, we that's all we were selling. You. We know how much we can handle. Exactly. <laughs> what was going through your mind that first day when it was like too busy and too crazy and too wild? It was never too anything. Um, you're anxious, definitely. But my family and friends showed up that don't work there, have never worked in a restaurant, but were there to help and support me in any way, whether it was getting ice. My dad, who is 70 years old, was back there doing dishes 
um, greeting people. My son is talking to all the kids, saying, hey, let's play this game together. Have you tried our cinnamon bun? And I'm like, all right, kid, get it. <laughs> um, it was more exciting. Um, we didn't know what to expect. So there was that, like, what do we do? But once it started rolling, you just it fell into place, and it was a beautiful thing. Wow. Yeah, and that was just learning from big restaurants. Um, I knew that we were tiny. I knew there were three of us. Right. We can't be overworked. We can't uh, slack on service. That was the biggest thing. And our food, we have to be able to make sure that it's fresh and consistent all the time. So that was a big, big thing. As we added, we found out what sold, and that's how we made our menu. Ah. Um, my best Process friend. Process of elimination, the best yeah. way, sure. Um, my best friend and general manager, Joe, my roommate, my everything, love him to death. If you go in there, you will know him. He is Mr. Personality. Um, he and what I. What are you exactly? I don't know, right. She, no, zero shy. personality. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> if you guys could see her right now, she has this gorgeous curly hair with this beautiful flower in it. She, it's, it's a little gloomy outside. And when I saw her come in the studio, I was like, oh, there's no more gloom. Yay, All sorts you. of floral and <laughs> cute as you can be. Thank you so much. Um, we went to the library. Oh, gosh, that's great. We were sitting there on the computer trying to make up our menu. We had what we wanted on it. Now let's get to the names. And Love Shack immediately came. The first thing was glitter on the mattress. I was like, biscuits and gravy? No, let's make it a mattress. Texas toast is a mattress. And we're going to smother it with our gravy and we're going to put edible glitter on it, I just like it, it so says. Much. And that's something that's different than everyone else with our biscuits and sure. gravy. You know, it becomes Texas toast. Whoa. Um, and so we sat through, went through all the lyrics and we're laughing hysterical in the library. We're getting shushed by the librarian and we say no you need to come over here and check this out before you keep shushing us like this is we want funny. we want to know if we're on to something yes so that was a really cool process it was really fun um making the menu itself we cooked in the kitchen process of elimination um i knew certain items that i wanted a lot of recipes came from family or ideas and then how are we going to execute this all right, here we go. Looking it up. Um, we love some Paula Deen. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that butter. And she really does dig her butter. It's definitely grandparents that inspired at home, you know? Right. And then it's sure. that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> Take it away, Scott. I know. <laughs> um, so where are you from originally, and how did you find your way to Richmond? Okay. Um, I was born in Rochester, New York. Woo woo. Home of the garbage plate. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, and then I grew up in Virginia Beach. Um, loved it when I was since I was four till about twenty two. Um, I went to Wingate University in North Carolina on a basketball scholarship. Nice. And then um, coming home. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was 20-something. Were you in the restaurants ah. back in Virginia Beach? Did you work? Yes. Um, I've been a waitress since I was 15. Uh, so for almost 20 years now. I think everybody should be a waitress once Absolutely. in their life. Or a waiter. Don't you think? Absolutely. What, it, what lessons did you learn? He's struggling to teenager. ask these questions. The non-waiter in the all group right. that's right here. Um, yes. Learning how to deal with all types of people. Patience. Absolutely. Um um, networking skills and how to make people happy. Making people happy in turn makes you happy. And it is like a feeling you can't get from anything else. It is such a positive 
thing and you just keep it going. If somebody's having a bad day and they come in and you make them happy, it's just such a fulfillment. So you're like, yes, that's what I want. And waitressing, especially in Richmond, you can make money. Um, that was my job. I bought a house. I own two cars. My kid goes to private school all on waitressing money. So it is definitely You're a doing something great right. career. Yeah. Um, so a, you learn it. a ton yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I'm not knocking it. You, no, waitressing yeah. is a, yeah, <laughs> holding Look space me, like, for other people. Um, multitasking. Yep. Um, learning about food. I mean, all kinds of different things. Um, cleaning. I mean, that's a big thing. It's It definitely is not just serving people drinks. Can I take food. your order? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you graduated or you left college or you finished college mm -hmm. and you came back to Virginia. Yes. So I um, came to VCU to get my master's in teaching. And it's sad to say, but I made more money waitressing than I would have teaching. So I stayed with it. And then I had my son, who's nine, um, and he's amazing, super smart and awesome, TJ. Woo -woo. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that made me, s I fell in love with Richmond the moment I came here. Uh, Virginia Beach is really cool. It's a beach, you know, that's awesome. But Richmond is a city that accepts people for who you are. The food brings people together. There's so many different types. Um, it's accepted to live your dream and succeed. And people want you to succeed, which is such a beautiful thing. And I brag on Richmond all the time because of that. So I knew that this was my home and this is where I wanted to raise my son. And this is where I wanted to create my dream. You mentioned that you worked at a few different uh, family-owned restaurants in town before mm -hmm. opening your own restaurant. You, did you bring a piece of those restaurants to your dream? And can you just kind of be specific about that, what you brought from all your former stomps? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I, I like to tell this story. Um, Kevin Roberts owns Pearly's, and I would expo. And <laughs> it's hard to expo. Grumpy line cooks. There's a reason they're called grumpy line cooks. Um, I asked him one day, how do you flip eggs? Because I had never flipped an egg in a pan before. And he's like, oh, you know, you just do it. Uh, okay, all right. And I'm watching him, and I'm like, oh, you yell at it. That's <laughs> what you do. You yell at it, and it just flips over. That's great. Okay, I learned it. Um, but not only that, but owners being involved in their business. Um, everybody I worked for, I respected because they were a part of it. They saw what was going on in their front of the house with their, from their waitresses to their dishwashers. They knew what was going on and they were a part of it and they wanted to make sure that every piece worked because that is key, um, working as a team and everything like that. So that was very vital in learning. Um, cooking curbside, my boss, Jeff, um, he taught me how to make a simple roux. I had never cooked in a kitchen before this restaurant. I cooked at home. I was always a waitress. So just a simple roux and him sitting there taking the time to explain. Um, at Pearly's, I would bug the kitchen and ask them. I would them, never think that, I mean, I, I'm going to put this out there. <laughs> You're probably going to disagree with me. But curbside's, I love it. I like curbside. But it's really not known to have, you know, the highest of gastronomics. Oh, yes. Um, but, he, but the fact that yeah. this is very cool, that that's, that's where you learn. Yes. Um, well, I asked questions, too. I wasn't afraid to ask. And like I said, I probably bugged them. They were like, why is this 
person because I wanted to know what was in the food that I was selling to people in case someone had an allergy, things like that. And then I would go home and I would make food for myself and my kid and whoever else wanted to come over, just testing it. I, I burnt some things, but you learn what flavors go with what. Um, Pearly's was really interesting because it was a Jewish food that I had never encountered and didn't couldn't even pronounce half the things. But the things that were put together were amazing. I would never put certain things together. And you're like, oh, I see what you did there. That sounds like okay. a restaurant that I know. The yes. Two things that don't go, that go together. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> well, you know? yeah. So um, you see that, too. And then the other thing was um, how to manage yourself um, as an owner. It's a whole different story. Everyone's like, oh, I want to open a restaurant. And the first thing people that own a restaurant will tell you is, no, you don't. It's a lot of work. You're going to be tired. You marry this thing. But if you love it, it will succeed because you put all of that work into it. And you never ask an employee to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. So that's part Absolutely. of success. Yeah. yeah. Got to take on all the responsibility so people can see it. So you are in Lakeside, and that's mm -hmm. a very tight-knit neighborhood. Um, what... Let's put this politically correct. <laughs> what are some things about your customers you maybe would like to improve upon? <laughs> well, when we first opened, I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, Lakeside had, had a reputation of, to be honest, we're a little trashy, okay? Um, but... So I didn't know exactly. But it's who the was good playing. kind of trashy. Oh, yeah. It's good that kind. real raw human. Mm -hmm. We all have it in us. Um, but it is now up and coming. It's hip. The brewery, all the little shops that are there. Um, young families are moving in. I've been watching the demographics. I've lived there now for ten years. Um, I've been watching the demographics the entire time because I knew that's where I wanted to be. And it's changed in the past ten years. So many. Um, new people have moved to the neighborhood. It is very affordable. Um, it's a place to start um, something that you want, whether it's a family or whether it's a business or whether it's just a community movement, um, which is pretty cool. And I noticed that all the little shops that had been there for 10 plus years are still there because of the support of the community. Um, I think that it scared me with the whole trashiness, but when they came in, I've never had people sitting at a table noticing that there's a line and saying, oh, would you like my seat, and getting up and holding their drinks to go pay to, to have someone else sit. It's such a cool thing. Um, I can't, uh, not even to sound like cliche or corny, I can't tell you that anything really negative, our customers are the best customers I've ever had. The city can be, excuse my language, douchey. Um, <laughs> they can be a little, you know, um, pretentious somewhat. Um, you go out to... What do you mean by that? Like, are you um, saying city like... You got your like... No. You got your like U of R kids that are like, oh yeah, I've got all this money. It's mommy's and daddy's money that they're spending. And they're like, oh, I, I own this. This is my bar. But no, at in Lakeside, it's like, oh, I'm here. Thank you so much for inviting me in your, you know, place. It's it's pretty cool. Don't get me wrong, I love my city <laughs> folk. They're great, but there's something about that small town vibe that right. you can't 
get anywhere else. Absolutely. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge so far as a business owner, just in general? Other than managing yourself, because I totally know. So hard. Um, I would say of, of the two things, um, one is actually being a boss to employees in such a small um, business. I have 10 employees. I care about them immensely on a personal level. So that it's very hard to separate when someone has an excuse for doing something, but as a business owner, you need to be like, absolutely not, you can't do that. It's hard to draw that line and keep that line for everyone around you. Um, but like I said, if you keep that respect um, with your employees and you're working with them, they see it more and then you don't necessarily have to scold as much because they see it, they, they watch through. Um, you doing it, which is cool. Um, that was really hard for me. And I would say, hmm, this, one, this one's kind of tough. Um, not being able to go to places without people saying, oh, you're Sarah Beth, oh, you're SB. And I'm like, I just want to sit here by myself for a minute. I've been talking to everybody all day. So it's kind of that's kind of the paparazzi. Yeah, they get all over you. <laughs> so I have the same problem. Goes. I have the same so problem. Famous. You and I can relate yeah, on that. Yes. What other restaurants around town would you? Or do you feel comfortable bringing your child and like having like a good time and not worrying? Because that's a question we get a lot, mm -hmm. and I kind of go to the same places over and over again. Um, so we Absolutely. want to give some other recommendations for folks. Um, honestly, before eight eight o'clock, most restaurants that you would suspect, like even the little bars, like curbside and stuff. Um, they are very family friendly um, and they're fun and it's a lot to look at. Um, there's all the little bars like Sidewalk and Helen's and things like that. Um, bring them in early. Other than that, I would say Pearly's is pretty kid friendly. Um, there's, as in the service, they will speak to your child. They'll serve your child. It's not just you know, ignoring, asking mom, what can they have? You know, we do our little secret wink. Can they have chocolate milk? You know, I don't want to say that word. I don't want to say dessert, but you know, it's coming kind of thing. So that's kid friendly in the way like they get kids. Um, anywhere where you see a server that's in their 30s or older are going to understand kids. If you see a, a restaurant that has older servers, they understand families and kids and know how to deal with it with patience and they always said if you serve a kid and the kid loves you you're they're going to return to that restaurant because little uh mary's going to be like i really want a unicorn pancake and i love uncle joe so can we go to sb's lakeside love shack again and the parents what are you going to say of course because you're happy and i get to do my thing so that's kind of cool um, where do we go? We go to um, Burgers and Brews. On That's a really fun spot because there's a lot going on. There's games. Um, that's kind of cool. And there's a lot to look at, you know. Um, I tend to like to bring my kid to places where there's not a lot of technology. Um, the corporate restaurants have those games on the table. Right. And for dinner, I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to play cards or, you know, do something. So the restaurants that I would say we go there, he loves um, Joe's Inn is another one. It's busy, so there's a lot to look at and distract your kids from, you know. Um, a lot of the places that have been there for a long time are 
surprisingly kid-friendly, I, I feel. I know I didn't really know you. <laughs> no, sure you did. No, I love it. I love that's a good that's a good point. Like yeah. that, bring them in early. Mm-hmm. That way, when it does get loud or there's a band setting up, there it is. Yes. Um, I have, you know, before we close this interview out, I have the biggest question of Ooh. all questions. Are you ready? For me? No. Nope. Oh, you're looking but at I need me to look like it's going to be asking I need, me. But I need you to be on board. Oh, well, can I ask one question first? Before yeah, Scott, yes. My big you, question, it was so big. <laughs> Whisper the question. Right? No, 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 no. You better go to it. Have you heard from the band yet? The band? The B-52s. Oh, Have you heard I from wish. them yet? So, um, I, I'm not big on technology and, like, hashtagging and stuff, and I feel like they might not be either. They're a little bit older and, and awesome. Um, we have not. Okay. That would be a dream come true to have them walk through that rush. Oh my gosh, that Fred Schneider, that's so his name, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think we definitely wanted to. One of our goals is to have a, a '80s themed party, uh, hopefully for Halloween, and we were going to dress. This as podcast a band. has a, a reach far and wide, so you never know. We hey. never know. If you guys are listening, the B52s, SB's Love in. Shack, they're waiting for you. Don't we sue them for the name. We actually want an outdoor we'll concert. I'm going to ask for the whole thing. We want an outdoor concert. Yeah. We mm-hmm. want to, we'll, they'll feed you. The Foo Fighters came when, when we asked. Yep, absolutely. When Richmond asked, the Foo Fighters came. B52s so. come in this direction. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Let me hear this big question now. It's a big one. Okay. So I want to know if we can have an Eat It Virginia Week, special wise. Oh, yeah. All right. I hear you. Yep, like the podcast. Wow. I know it's a mm. big That's one. You, I see. Uh, what it's you're a big there. one. Yes. Bold. Can you? I want you to draw Scott. <laughs> That's bold. I mean, come I on. Just, I just need specifics, some little, you know, inside jokes, some things that maybe well, people I mean, I, would recognize you I with, and we totally, got you. Totally, totally. Favorite will foods. Eat, I don't know all the things <laughs> on Eat It this Virginia be, Week. Is, if, you, if anybody, if anybody listening has any suggestions as to what kind of sandwich Roby should be, let us know. <laughs> I, would, I would love to be. What sandwich am I? Yes. I There's that. the question. I'm oh gosh, gosh. please do not answer that, I guys. Feel like it's At Eater Virginia on Twitter. Oh, yeah, it definitely, definitely has some spicy. spice to it. Oh, too, probably too much <laughs> spice, actually. Did I hear you guys were having some big event? Um, yes, it's my birthday. All right. Uh, first of all, what are you like? Twenty six. I'll be twenty one. I'd, li- I'd never ask a Thank woman her age. You, you can be president. Thirty five. It's a big birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of Vote it. Sarah Beth. I'm, 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 I'm for that. Sure. Woo. So, what are you guys doing for your birthday? So we're having a, a grill out, cookout. Um, the band Matt Muddy Band is playing. They're super awesome. Um. And we just bring your lawn chair, bring your dog, bring your kid. Um, we have a little mini pool out there. And it's just kind of a hangout community. Um, get to know us and eat some really good food. Uh, cash only because it's, a, it's kind of a really fun event and it'll be a lot easier to do that. Um, bring your song requests and your dancing shoes. Nice. You said mini pool? Yes. <laughs> um, we got some kitty pools. Why, why not? So that's in the parking lot in front of your restaurant, yes. correct? Lawn chairs, bring the pups, bring the kids. Somebody said something about a special drink. Oh, yeah, that blue drink. It's my infamous blue drink. This is very mysterious. <laughs> I cannot Scott. wait. I know. I know you'll be there with your kids and your dogs. In my mini pool. <laughs> and your, and in my lawn chair. She's bringing a mini pool. Oh, I don't have to bring it's not. You don't bring your own pool? Oh, you it's not BYOMP. <laughs> 
So my last thing is, is the last time I was in your restaurant, you guys have some super fun alcoholic drinks, mm-hmm. which I absolutely adore. Where do you get the cute cups? <laughs> um, this is really cool. Like I said, community-based. Um, people bring in all of their mugs, their old dishes, stuff that they've had hand-me-down. They bring it in. So when they come back, they're like, oh, look, I've got my mug. This was my grandma's plate. This was my Aunt Susie's plate. Um People donate, and that is what makes it homey and community. That's why I was like, yes, I want mismatched plates. I want mismatched mugs, um, mismatched glasses. That's what we want. Um, the our, our clientele was, when I first opened, I wanted blue-collar moms, teachers, nurses, things like that to come in and be appreciated. Restaurant workers, I want you to be able to brunch any day you want. I've always worked the weekends. I never got to go to Sunday brunch. Come brunch on a Tuesday and have yourself a mom-mosa. A mom-mosa. With an extra shot of vodka in there. Absolutely. I mean, I don't even even need to be a mom for that, right? (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) Nope. Nope. I'm I'm into mom-mosas right now. Absolutely. With an extra shot of vodka. What day is that? Every day. I'm there. Oh, yeah. 100% of the days get mom-mosas. I like it. Mm -hmm. Perfect. You're listening to Eat It Virginia with Roby and Scott. This is Sarah Beth Hagen with what? Glitter on the mattress on, on the menu? Oh, yeah. We had some sad news in the Richmond restaurant scene this month. Yeah, how do you feel about Another it? Another restaurant closing. I don't I don't like it when my friends have to close their restaurants. It's I not know. a good feeling. I know. One of the first restaurants that opened in that swatch of land right there downtown. We're talking about Pasture and Gray Street in downtown Richmond. You know, it's funny when, when folks from corporate, CBS 6 corporate, would come into town and we tried to impress them with a place that wasn't crazy fancy but like could accommodate a dozen people over, over a f- communal table. Pasture was the place that we would always take them, and, the, and everybody that we took always loved always loved Jason and Michelle's hospitality, their food, the ambiance down there. Here's my thing. Good restaurants, if you don't go to them, they close. So I think the moral of the story is you need to support their other places, which are Comfort and Bingo. Yeah, we want, we want to wish Jason, Jason and Michelle the best um, in their business. Absolutely. So, Robe, you posted something on your social media this week that really kind of piqued my interest. And then, do you mind talking about it? No, I think that it's something that we should talk about. There's an article in the New York Times basically talking about the wellness industry and how it might have a negative effect on the mainly female population that it's targeting. Sure. So, you know, all of these supplements, uh, I can, you know, turmeric or uh, ashwagandha or adaptogens, or and that's just to name a few. I mean, even CBD or like touting all of these health benefits primarily at women because, right. you know, everything's so based on our appearance and how we look. And, you know, we I fall for that. I, I mean, I, I think about the fact that I eat so much and my parents probably more than I should. So the gist of the article was basically why these micro businesses might be negatively impacting the women who see it. I'm sure they are intending to be positive, but because we internalize so much of that based on all of the rest of the barrage of information that comes at us, it's starting to take the negative effects. So what do you do um, to stay in shape? I mean, you do, you're out, you go out, you eat at these restaurants, um, you know, maybe eat a little more than the, the average person might out. What do you do to keep, to keep your mind, your body all in a good spot? 
So I'm a hot yoga person. Like I am 105 degrees an hour standing on my head and making shapes in order to get out of my head and hopefully, I don't know, keep my body in some sort of physical, physical goodness. I have no other word for it because I'm I'm not like super muscular and I'm not like super svelte. So I'm not the blonde, thin version of stuff that everybody wants to see that I, you know, obviously is like all over everything, even wellness ads right now. These conversations that you have with your girlfriends about, you know, what, what people are doing to stay in shape and to, or just to be comfortable on their own skin. Yeah. Well, I don't think we have them enough because I feel like if this is an article that came out saying, Hey, I still, this person, surprisingly, her name was the person that wrote it is Jessica Knoll. Not our Jessica Knoll, but Jessica Knoll. Interesting. Um, She even talks about the fact that she struggles with body and appearance and food. Doesn't everybody? I mean, it's pretty much a thing for everybody. Sure, but when was the last time you had a conversation about it? Oh, I don't. Exactly. Well, right now, I guess. There you go. So we want to hear from our, our listeners. What has worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? Maybe if we start opening up this conversation. We can, all, we can all find ourselves in a better op- place. I don't want to maybe open up the conversation. I want to hear about it. I mean, these are things that I think about on a daily, sometimes even by hourly basis. So, yeah. We got some email in the old email machine. Gosh, I feel like this is like slightly you making fun of me because I don't see these emails. And slightly these are- so much fun for me because like... I weep because they're hilarious. We have some really big fans. And again, if you want to email the show, uh, eatitvirginia at gmail.com. We're also on social media at eatitvirginia, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from you. We love your feedback. We love your questions. Roby loves your questions. Oh, all the questions. Every question. Ask her where you should go out to eat yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And give her like an hour to answer you. If you yes, and, if, and, then, and then ask me to make the reservations for you. She'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, email number one. Title, subject, important document returned. Right in our wheelhouse. Hi. I went to your office today to deliver your confidential document related to your company, but I didn't find any suitable person to deliver it to. Please reply on this email if you're an authorized person to receive it. I can mail you soft copy of your confidential document. I'm an authorized person, but I really just want you to bring me pizza. Please ignore this email if you are not authorized. I'm authorized. I'm authorized only to get pizza, but I like it crispy and hot. That's from Nathaniel. So, Nathaniel, come to the office. Ask for Roby. She'll get the the document. The pizza. This is one from Jame. J-A-M-E. Dear blank. Am the director of staff welfare, all caps. I want to book dinner for my group of workers at work. (laughs) <laughs> My group of workers, they like that di- group of workers they at all, work. They will all come to dinner at your place. They require a full board meal. They are 10 in number. Confirm availability at your restaurant. Get back to me so I can send you my credit card immediately. Well, what restaurant will we like to eat at three consecutive days, Scott, with enough food for 10 people? SB's, lo- SB's Lakeside Love Shack would be good. Perfect. So what do you say, Sarah Beth? So, James, send us your credit card because we're going to eat with 10 people at SB Lakeside Love Shack. Are you good with that, Sarah Beth? Third email. This is actually addressed to us personally, so that's pretty amazing, right? Oh, here it is, guys. Here it is. This is where they ask us to stop recording the podcast. Hey, Roby and Scott, exclamation point, exclamation yes! point, exclamation point. I love your podcast, and I am missing Roby's rant segment. Of course. Wonder. <laughs> Wondering if you'll bring it back, or is it gone for good? Either way, I'll keep listening. All the best, Jen. Jen owns Capital Chips. Jen, I think Capital Chips is the unofficial chip 
sponsor of our uh, of our podcast. It, I, I, you know what? Any chip, I'll take it. You want to give me any of your chips? The big ones, the little ones. Um, I want them all. Capital chips. Give them to me. Jen is missing the Roby's rant. Do you have anything on your mind today, Roby? You want to get off your chest? You know what? Just for you, capital chips. I have something today. So I have. Uh-oh. I know. She's getting serious, I folks. I have to get real close. She's, to her posture is straightening up a little bit. She's pulling her hair back. So I actually specifically don't go to restaurants because I don't want to be a Facebook joke. What? Wait. You don't go to restaurants because you don't want to be a Facebook yes. joke. Yep. So I, I sit in a very weird like straddling of worlds, and I, ha- I can... When Facebook profiles are public, if a restaurant owner in Richmond or even in Virginia posts about their customers because of my search parameters, I can see it. So your Facebook is set up to see restaurant owners, chefs, food industry people, public's posts. All that stuff. If they they do not have it set to private, anybody can see it. I just happen to search parameters be able to see it. And a lot of restaurant owners, chefs, you name it, will complain about their customers on Facebook. Complain about their behavior? Their behavior, whether they brought their kids in, where they sat, who did what, perfume, you name it, something that is awry about their customers, they put it out there for everyone to see. And I don't think that I don't think you should do that. What about that bothers you? Well, I mean, can you complain about your interactions at work on your Facebook page? Can I? I can. Will there be will there be a punishment or repercussions? Most likely. What punishment will there be, Scott? Well, depending on the level of what you say, anything from, you know, a slap on the wrist to termination. So why is it that someone else who owns or at or works in a business like this one feels that it's okay that you can do that? I mean, I couldn't begin to get into someone else's head, but what are, the, what are some of the things that you've seen that have really irked you? I don't want you to name names because we're not going to do the same thing that they're doing. But I, Okay, so I get people have kids. You don't want them in your restaurant. I don't think that you should complain about it on Facebook. I don't. I, don't, I actually don't think you should complain about it at all. People have kids. It's, it is what it is. We talked about that earlier with Sarah Beth. Maybe just, I don't know, maybe they should bring them into the restaurant earlier. I have no idea. That is something that bothers me. I don't want you to talk about what I eat. I don't want you to talk about what I wear when I'm there. I don't want you to talk about a hairstyle. I don't want you to talk about what I order. Has this happened to you? Like, have you been the, the, on the receiving end of this uh, Facebook you know, joke? I, sure. I'm sure. And I, and I know lots of other people that have it as well. If you own a business, not even just a restaurant, I think that you should keep your comments off of a public forum. All right. There you go. Roby's rant is back. Whew. If you do go to a restaurant that doesn't complain about you on Facebook, what should you do, Scott? You should always eat it, Virginia. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network. This episode of Eat It, Virginia was brought to you by your locally owned and operated McDonald's restaurants. National First Responders Day is October 28th. Show your first responder ID for a free sandwich.